Hello friends, Bob Main here with another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Episode 622 to be exact. Today's date is March 19th, 2023. This week, I'm going to talk about making small guns bigger. And why do people do that? Why do people make small guns bigger? I'll explain a little bit later. Just want you to know that this show is brought to you by you, the listener. You, the listener, support this show, and I I appreciate it very much. So no advertisements, no sponsors on this uh, podcast anymore at this time. It's brought to you by the listener, supported by you. So this show is for you. And folks, I'm just an everyday guy. I am nobody special. I'm not an industry expert. I'm not a gun writer. I'm not a fancy gunsmith or customizing guns or anything like that. I'm just an everyday guy who believes in my Second Amendment rights and I talk about it and I bring them to you. I bring my ideas to you. So what do I mean by making small guns bigger? People do that. They buy a small gun And then they do things to make it bigger. Now, you could go to my Amazon store and you could buy all kinds of accessories for your your handguns. And by the way, if you want to support my show and not spend any extra money, that's one way you could do it. You could go to handgunworld.com first and go click on my affiliate link at Amazon. And uh, Amazon gives me a little bit of a extra little commission when you do shopping there. But people go out and they buy a small gun. Let's say a P365, for example. And then they do things to make it bigger. They do that with a lot of the, a lot of different guns. You know, they'll buy a Smith & Wesson shield and they'll buy extended magazines or they'll buy a Glock 43 and extended magazines and things like that. Now, why do people do that? First of all, let's talk about what small guns are. Small guns are easily concealable, easily hideable guns. And they're small for a reason. They're small so that they're easy to conceal carry. Now, you're going to sacrifice some capacity. There's always trade-offs in everything you do. There's trade-offs if you have a small gun. You're going to have less capacity normally. If you're going to have a larger gun, you're going to have more capacity normally. Now... If you have a larger gun, you're going to be able to shoot it easier as well. People try to get small guns and they try to make them more shootable by adding different things to them. And why do people do that? I mean, if you have a small gun and and you can't shoot it very well, then buy a bigger gun, buy one that's a little bit larger that you can shoot well. Or find another small gun that you can shoot well. Why go making a small gun bigger? If you want more capacity, buy a bigger gun. Let me give you an example. Let's take the P365. Okay, I have two. 
I have a P365 and I have a P365XL. Now, the P365XL is considerably larger than a P365. It's quite a bit larger. What I like about the P365 is it shoots and feels like a small gun. What I like about the P365XL is that it shoots and feels like a big gun. Because it is kind of a big gun. You know, a P365XL or a Glock 48, for example, or even in some cases a Glock 43X, it's like a slim-lined compact pistol. But I noticed something about the P365XL. I can buy 15-round and 17-round magazines. Now, it's fun. It's fun to go to the range with a 17-round mag in my 365XL. And it's fun to have a good time with that and go to a competition match. But I'm not going to carry my 365XL with a 17-round mag in it. Because that lengthens the grip way too much. I have a small gun so that it's easier to conceal. That's why I got a 365. Because it's easier to conceal. I've seen people that have a 365, for example, and they use the uh, 15 and 17 round magazines in that. I, I think that's hilarious. I mean, why would somebody do that unless you're at the range having fun. If you're going to put a 15-round mag in a 365, then why not just carry a 365XL? Why not just get a Glock 48 and use some aftermarket 15-round mags that are reliable? Why not do that? Why not get a Shield? Why not get a Smith & Wesson Shield Plus? Um, because that's probably smaller than probably smaller than, a, than an average compact size gun, an average medium size gun. But the biggest I'm willing to go on my 365 are the 12 round magazines. Because the 12 round magazines have a magazine extension on them that gives the 10 round mag a plus two capacity. And that's fine. It's, it's big enough. I don't want to go any bigger than that on my 365. Plus, I'm not a big fan of magazine extensions anymore. Uh, there's a couple reasons why I'm not a big fan of magazine extensions. One reason is because most of them don't fit exactly uh, flush to the grip of the pistol. SIGs do. SIG does a real good job. Shadow System CR920s. They do a real good job. I don't think the Smith & Wesson does a very good job with the shield pistols on making that extra length base pad fit real flush. And one of the things I don't like about it fitting flush, I mean, uh, with, with the gap in there, is because sometimes it pinches my pinky. That's one of the things I did not like about a Glock 43. There were several things I didn't like about a Glock 43. One was the capacity. Six plus one was not enough for me. So what did we have to do? We had to buy you know, an extension uh, for the magazines that gave us plus one or plus two or plus four, plus five, whatever. Glock, I don't think, does a very good job. Well, I should say the aftermarket. 
the aftermarket doesn't do a very good job of providing base pads that fit real nice and snug. I want an extra base pad on a magazine to fit real snug up against the bottom of the grip on the handgun so that it feels right, it feels good, so it doesn't pinch my pinky and it adds to stability of the gun. So the 12-rounder is the, the longest I want to go on a P365. If I go longer than the 12-round, it's too long. Then I might as well just, you know, carry my Glock 19 or Shadow Systems MR920 or a M&P 2.0 Compact because I can shoot those better. And if I'm going to if I'm going to extend my grip to the length of a Glock 19 or the length of an M&P 2.0 Compact, then why don't I just carry that gun? Because if I were to put a 15-round mag into this 365 XL I'm holding in my hand right now, it's going to be the same length. The grip is going to be the same length as a Glock 19 or the same length as an M&P Compact. You get the point. I think you know what I'm talking about, right? When we, when we take these small guns and make them bigger, we go into the territory of a big gun, in my opinion. The only advantage we get is that they're slim, or at least they're slimmer. I mean, this P365, it's kind of nice, and, and of course, it's nice and slim. It's not the slimmest thing I could carry. The skinniest gun that I, I carry is usually my Glock 42 or my Ruger LCP. Two. Those are the skinniest guns. But the 365, it's pretty thin. And so I get the better concealability of a thin gun. That's nice. How many of you listening right now, you like the thin guns? You know, one of the things I didn't like about the M&P Shield, the original version, when it first came out, it was great because it was one of a kind pretty much. It had decent capacity, uh, eight rounds plus one in the uh, chamber with the, again, extended magazine. But it was too thin. It was way too thin. It was difficult for me to control. Uh, I've got long fingers. I don't have really big, I don't have big fat hands, but I got long fingers. And so I need some grip girth. That's, that's for me. I need grip girth. Now, I'm sacrificing that with a small gun. I understand. With a small gun, I'm sacrificing the girth of the grip, and I need that real estate on the grip. It's one thing I like about the Wilson Combat grip modules for the SIG guns, and that's what I love about SIG, the modularity of their small guns. I don't like the large SIG guns. I don't like the P320s. Uh, I'm okay with a 229. I really don't care for the 226 much. 229 is okay, but it's pretty fat. A SIG P229 is pretty fat. Now, I mean, I, I totally love the 229 single action only, for example. The Legion, 229 Legion single action only. That's a shooter. That thing is phenomenal. It's also got a phenomenal price tag. But it's, a, it's an incredible shooter. But it's just a big, heavy gun. Uh, I'm a big fan of what can you carry? What are you willing to carry? 
And so that's what I like about these P365 series of guns is you can put the Wilson Combat grip modules. That gives me a little bit more girth on the grip, a little bit more to hang on to. My long fingers. You know, when my fingers wrap around the grip, they don't completely wrap around the, the Wilson Combat module, but they do on the regular SIG grip. I'm considering some Boresight Solutions um, grip module. I like that where he adds he adds girth on the grip, and it doesn't really add to the size of the gun too much. It's not going to make it print too much more. Got to remember, the length of the grip matters when you're trying to conceal a handgun. The length of the grip matters. The width of the grip matters a little bit, but the length, I think, matters more. I've been carrying 17 years now, since 2005, and I've learned some things along the way. And one thing I've learned is the length of the grip and the width of the grip are vitally important. I don't care too much about barrel length. Barrel length is not a big deal. I mean, when I, when I holster up a Glock 34, for example, um, I don't really care too much about that barrel length. What, I'm, what I care about is that big fat grip on a Glock 34, especially a Gen 3. Big fat 17 round grip. You know, same thing with a full size M&P or a, P, a P320. A P320, you know, I mean, it's, it's too big of a grip for me to conceal. Fun gun to go shoot. Although if I'm going to have a big gun like that, I consider a full size P320, I consider that a big handgun. Talking about handguns now. Because after all, this is the handgun world podcast and it is the handgun world podcast often imitated but never duplicated a lot of other podcasts out there some of the other podcasts have the word handgun in their name but they're they're not they're not duplicating this show are they <laughs> i have to try to throw a little bit of humor in there i'm not quite sure how effective i just <laughs> I was with that little bit of humor that I just threw in there. But but I think that you you get the point. The length of the grip, because we're talking about guns, at least on this episode, I'm talking about handguns that I am concealing. Not, not handguns that are competition guns or fun guns at the range or home defense handguns. That's not what I'm talking about specifically in this episode. So if you become a Patreon member, which I really would love it, uh, you know, I need the support. Again, it's listener supported for as little as $3 a month. I did some customized material for you if you're a Patreon member. And there is a video I did about the size and weight of handguns. You'll see that if you're a Patreon supporter. Patreon.com slash handgunworld. And it matters. And weight. Let's talk about weight. I just brought up weight. So let's talk about weight. Weight is a big factor that people don't seem to take into consideration. One criticism I have on the P365, the regular version, the small version, the original P365, it's kind of heavy. Kind of heavy for a little gun. I've had a lot of little guns before. You know, I've had car PM9s. 
I've had Glock 43s. I've had the original M&P Shield. They were still kind of light, but these 365s are feel kind of heavy, especially now adding all the extra ammo. See, that adds weight. That's something else. I can't understand why people make a small gun bigger and heavier. Heavier. If I put a 15-round mag in this 365 XL, not only do I have a bigger gun, because, I mean, the slide's longer, and, and so it weighs more. Not only do I have a heavier gun, but now I've got 15 rounds of 9mm instead of 10 rounds or 12 rounds. I'm adding weight. One thing I like about a Glock 43X, with a 10-round mag, with the original 10-round mag that a Glock 43X comes with, it's really not all that heavy. Not compared to my P365, and if I were to put, you know, load up the 12 rounds that it comes with, the standard mags, it just, it seems heavier. So the more ammo, ammo you stuff in the gun, obviously the, the heavier it's going to get. And I think you're kind of defeating the purpose a little bit of lightweight concealed carry. The 365 X macro, I mean, that sounds... I mean, that thing's great. I've shot one, and I've gone to the store before I shot one, and I've dry-fired one and checked out one in the store, and I got a chance to shoot a friend of mine's 365 X macro. Nice gun, really nice gun, but it's big. It's a big gun. I mean, for concealed carry, I think it's a big gun. It's slim, but it's big. Compare the size of the 365 X macro to a 365 standard look how much bigger it is look at the size of that thing um yeah 17 rounds is great but look at that look how much weight you're adding when you're carrying 18 rounds 17 in the mag plus one that's a considerable amount of weight added to it so when you make these small guns bigger and you add the size, you add the grip length, you add the weight of the ammo, you add the weight of the larger magazines and, and sometimes a little bit longer barrel, in my humble opinion, I think you're defeating your concealed carry purpose and you might as well just go to a bigger gun and get the benefit of the bigger gun. The bigger guns are easier to shoot. A Glock 19, Glock 17, M&P 2.0, Sig 320, they're easier to shoot. The M&P 2.0 compact is what I was just referring to there, or the 2.0 full size. They're easier to shoot. They got bigger grips. They got bigger grip girth. More to hang on to, more to grab on to, easier to stabilize the pistol under recoil. But the trade-off is those are big guns and they're hard to conceal. So there's always going to be a trade-off. And I think people are trying to get around the trade-offs, but they still want to have the capacity by buying these bigger magazines and these mag extensions or you know, different type of extensions. They want to get that capacity. They want to have that 15 rounds in the mag and the, or the 17 rounds in the mag. Why? In my humble opinion, why? Why do you want that? 
I mean, I understand more ammo. More ammo is better, right? More ammo is better. More ammo is better. Everybody says it's better. Well, how, you know, how much do you really think you're going to need? I know, Bob, I know people are going to say, Bob, Bob, come on. Nobody ever in a gunfight said, gee, I wish I had less ammo. I know that old cliche. I know. But if you just look at pure statistics out there, if you look at civilian gunfight self-defense statistics, people like John Korea at Active Self-Protection and many others, Tom Givens and many, many others have studied this at length, ad nauseum. And rarely does someone need 15 or 17 rounds to win a civilian defensive gunfight encounter. So rarely. Folks, think about this. It's rare that you're ever going to have to draw your gun. It's rare. It should be rare. It should be your absolute last resort when no other fix to the problem exists. That's, in my opinion, the one and only time that you should go to your gun. So first of all, that's rare. When you do draw your gun, oftentimes the conflict is over and you don't even have to fire a shot. But if, even if you do have to fire, most of the fights are over before the end of a 15-round magazine. Now, I'm not talking about law enforcement or military. I'm just talking about you, me, everyday guys and everyday gals that are going about our normal lives. We don't have a military mission. We don't have... You know, we're not in law enforcement, so we're not deputized or anything like that. We're not trying to take bad guys into custody. We're just trying to save our life or the lives of some loved ones around us that could be in grave danger. That's all we're doing. And I'm likely not going to need 15 rounds to do that. It's kind of why I don't carry the Glock 19 as much as I used to. You know, I used to really like the fact that I had those 16 rounds. 15 in the mag, 1 in the chamber. Used to like it, but the Glock 19, even the Glock 19 got a little too heavy, a little too cumbersome, especially when there were far better concealed carry options out there that would get the job done. Like the Glock 43X, like the 365, like the 365XL, like my M&P Shield, the original version that I had. And even today, a Shield Plus, it's not that big. It's really not that big. And you can, you can put a 13 plus one magazine, 13 round magazine plus one in the chamber. That should be enough, shouldn't it? Even with a 10 round flush fitting magazine. That should be enough, shouldn't it? So, think about it. How big do you really need? Why are we making small guns bigger and not just getting the bigger gun? Why not just go to the bigger gun if you want to make a small gun so big that your grip length and the weight of the gun, once you load it all up, is the same as the bigger gun? pretty close all you're getting is some some thinness there and in my opinion that's really about it and you're sacrificing with the thinner gun i think you're sacrificing shootability 
Even something like the Shield Plus, it's a very shootable gun, especially with the better trigger and the nice flat trigger and everything, but it's not like shooting a full-size gun, not in my opinion. It's just not not quite. It's pretty good, but it's not quite. All these manufacturers that say, our small gun shoots just like a big gun, how are they getting around the laws of physics? Because the laws of physics says you can't shoot a small gun as well as you can shoot a big gun. Not unless you put in some extra work, extra time, extra practice, and and, and really nail your fundamentals. So I shouldn't say you can't shoot it, but it's unlikely that you're going to shoot the small gun as good as you're going to shoot the big full-size gun or even the compact size. You know, they call Glock 19s, M&P 2.0s, SIG 320X compacts. They call guns like that compacts now. And then they call the 365s and the Glock 43Xs and the Springfield, Springfield Hellcats and guns like that. They call them the subcompacts, okay? Um, let me tell you, I can shoot my Shadow Systems MR920, which is really a Glock 19 clone, far better than I can shoot my 365s or Glock 43X or anything like that. Now, there's an exception to all this I'm going to talk about right now. There is a small gun, a really small gun, that I think... It doesn't, I'm not going to say it shoots like a big gun, but I'm going to say it's incredibly easy to shoot. There's actually two of them. My Glock 42 is incredibly easy to shoot. So easy to shoot, I've put it in the hands of people who have never shot a handgun before, and they did great, and they liked it, and they enjoyed it. How many of you have ever done that? Does anybody listening have a Glock 42 that you've given to a brand new shooter? It's so easy to shoot. The second would be the Smith & Wesson EZ380. That's another one. So that, there's a small gun. Now, there's a small gun, a Glock 42, uh, that is really super easy to carry. I mean, there's no reason. I can't think of any reason whatsoever why you can't carry a Glock 42. I've carried that Glock 42 in a lot of non-permissive environments. And I'm not saying that I illegally carried the Glock 42. I didn't carry it in a prohibited zone. I carried it in a non-permissive environment, which means an environment where it's not cool if they catch you carrying a gun. Okay, it's not cool. It's, you know, you're going to... You're going to probably hurt your reputation if they know you're carrying a gun. <laughs> I've done it. I've had my Glock 42 when I made business calls. Now, oftentimes in that situation, I'm pocket carrying my one of my two 380s, pocket guns, my LCP Max or my CAR P380. But I've carried the Glock 42 a lot. And it's so lightweight and so easy to shoot. And 380 ammo has become a lot better have you noticed that who's ever tested 380 ammo it's a lot better than it used to be back in the day i'm confident i'm okay carrying my glock 42 and such an easy easy gun 
to shoot, but it's an exception, and not everybody has a Glock 42, not everybody wants a Glock 42, some want the 9mm, I can't say enough about my Glock 42 380, I don't carry it all that often, but, but I do carry it occasionally. And that's kind of one of the exceptions to what I'm talking about. But again, I'm not trying to make my Glock 42 bigger. I'm not trying to do that. It's a nice small gun that's easy to carry, easy to shoot. And I'm going to leave it that way. I'm going to leave it a small gun. So if you subscribe to my Shooters Club exclusive uh, program that I got with Ben Branham over at Modern Self-Protection, we tested a Glock 42. And it's on there. It's on the Shooters Club. And I'm probably going to go to the range pretty soon and uh, do a video for my Patreon members on the Glock 42. So, But you can be a Shooters Club member, $8 a month, $75 a year. Ben and I have 90 episodes, either videos or audio podcasts on the Shooters Club. 90. And most of them feature me and Ben. Uh, we've got some exceptions. We've got some good interviews. Glenn Tate, Roger Phillips... Gabe Suarez, they've all contributed. Brent Yamamoto, the, uh, Mike Ox, all of them have contributed to the Shooters Club. And uh, Spencer Keepers, Spencer's also on my Patreon program, doing a lot of custom interviews. And we'll talk about, you'll see actually, you'll see where we're talking about guns like the Glock 42, Car P380, PM9s, snub nose revolvers, guns like that. So if you want to get signed up there, ShootersClubMembers.com, ShootersClubMembers.com. As usual, everything I talk about on these episodes, they are in the show notes. You can find links to all of this in the show notes. What's your thought on making small guns bigger? I'm not a big fan of it. I think now after 30 minutes of listening to me talk about this subject, you probably realize I'm not a fan of making small guns bigger. I have small guns. I know the trade-offs of a small gun. I know the ramifications of a small gun. I still choose to carry small guns because I need a small gun. And then I've got bigger guns. And I don't really have too many guns in between. But I do want to talk about in between guns. Because there are two firearms, maybe three, that I'm familiar with that I'm going to call an in between gun, between small and big. And they're pretty darn good and they're pretty easy to conceal carry. Not as easy as a small gun, but I'm going to close with this. The P365XL, the Glock 43X, I'm not going to put the Glock 48 in there because I think a Glock 48 is nothing but a slim Glock 19. So I'm going to put the 43X on this list and the Springfield Hellcat. These three I'm pretty familiar with and they're in between guns. They're in between small and large guns. And they have plenty of capacity, plenty of shootability. In fact, out of these three that I mentioned, I've shot them all extensively. The P365XL is phenomenal. Especially with the Wilson Combat Grip Module. If I buy a Boresight Grip Module, I'm sure that's going to be great too. It's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable firearm. I mean, it's just, just incredible. 
in-between gun. In-between gun. I'd much rather have my Shadow Systems DR920, same as a Glock 17, only a fancier one. Or my MR920, same as a Glock 19, only a fancier, fancier one. When the stink hits the fan, I'd rather have the bigger gun. I'd rather have the compact or the full size. But there are in-between guns that shoot great and have decent capacity. I carry my 365 XL with the standard 12-round flush-fitting magazines. I don't want this grip to be any bigger than it is. And I can get a full-firing grip on this gun. I don't want it to be any bigger. I gotta sing some praises about the Glock 43X when it comes to the grip. I've heard so many people say this. I don't like Glocks because I don't like the grip and I don't like the grip angle, but I do like the Glock 43X. And I think the reason why they like the Glock 43X is that grip is so comfortable. First of all, it's long enough for you to get your entire hand, including your pinky, on the grip. It's a thin gun that's pretty easy to conceal. Might not be as easy as a 365, but it's pretty easy to conceal. Okay? I would say it's just as easy, if not easier, than some of the you know, in-between type guns. In fact, for some reason, I can conceal my Glock 43X better than my P365XL. Not quite sure why that is. Something about the balance, and even in the holster, balance makes a difference. You know, it makes a big, huge difference, in, in my opinion. Um, and when I say balance, is the weight distribution of the handgun. Have you ever thought about that? People don't talk about that much, but the weight distribution is important. Uh, it's really important. But the overall weight, the overall weight, I think, is even more important. So, the grip, and you know, there's something about the grip angle on a Glock 43X that doesn't seem to be as harsh as a normal Glock. It's not quite, I don't think, it doesn't seem to, it doesn't feel like the same grip angle as a normal Glock. So the 43X is a gun out there that, uh, well, I, if I'm not mistaken, you can prove me wrong. If if you got data to prove me wrong, I'd love to hear or see your data. But I think in 2022, the Glock 43X was the number one selling handgun in the United States. Or maybe it was in 2021. Um, I don't know. If somebody can pull some data... You know, I thought the 365 was, but I was reading a source, and if I can find it, I'll drop it in the link that the Glock 43X has sold more than any other handgun in the last couple of years. Um, it's concealable. It's concealable. It's lightweight. It's easy to shoot that thing. It's a Glock, so the accessories and the, and the things that you can do to that are endless. Pretty much like the 365s. It, it, what you can do to a 365 is endless. Also, the grip modules, the sights, the triggers and things, the way you can customize them. It's unbelievable what you can do to a SIG 365 gun. Um, 
The only thing I'm not crazy about on a 365 is the real short barrel, the three inch barrel. You know, there are other guns that have longer than three inch barrel that are much easier and or just as easy to conceal. But, you know, it's highly accurate. My 365 is so accurate. I mean, it's much more accurate than I am. Now, here's something else I'm going to say. Uh, I thought the in-between guns was going to be my final topic, but I just thought of one more. How well can you shoot your concealed carry gun with concealed carry ammo? Small guns are tough to shoot with concealed carry duty ammo. Ammo that's more powerful than your range ammo. Ammo that needs to expand to do the job so the shorter the barrel the less velocity and expansion that you're typically going to get try shooting your concealed carry ammo try shooting your federal hst 124 grain ammo your spear gold dot ammo your hornady critical duty ammo 135 grain nine millimeter which i also like to use try shooting all that stuff through your really small guns Tell me how that feels. Okay, comments or questions, I welcome them. Handgunworld at gmail.com, on Facebook, on Twitter, voicemail 210-646-1727. Once again, that's 210-646-1727. Would love to hear your thoughts. I am trying to put an interview together. I said that last week, and I wasn't able to get it together, but hopefully I'm going to have two episodes coming up real soon that have some high-quality interviews, probably on the same theme that I did a couple months back that I started called, What Do You Carry and Why? That, that was a popular theme, What Do You Carry and Why? Okay, that's it. That's all I got for you for this episode. I hope everything is well with you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Remember, folks, shoot straight, shoot safe. More importantly, read your Bible every day. I'll talk to you next week. Good.